Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. It is Bloomberg Markets. Yes, it is. You're shaking your head. I didn't even do anything yet. I know. Well, I'm just anticipating because I know you. It's only a matter of time. Yes, it is Bloomberg Markets. I'm Corey Johnson here in our uh, AM 960 studios out over the San Francisco Bay. Carol Masser back east. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, the digital age, continuing to move education into the 21st century. We've got the CEO at McGraw-Hill Education. Looking forward to that one. But first, let's get the latest uh, data check and business news with Bloomberg News anchor Charlie Bell. All right. I thank you very much, Corey Johnson. Thank you, Carol Master. A record right now for the S&P 500 index. Obviously, the big question, will it close at a record? 29 minutes from now. Stick around. That's the only way to find out for sure. The S&P up 5 to 2403. That is a gain of two-tenths of 1%. NASDAQ is at uh, 6159. That's about uh, uh, 10 points shy of a record, up 21 points right now, higher by Three tenths of one percent. Dow Industrials back above twenty one thousand, twenty one thousand two, higher by three tenths of one percent. So stocks pushing to fresh records while the dollar slipped with Treasury yields. As minutes from the Federal Reserve's last meeting showed officials unperturbed by recent signs of economic weakness. Crude slipping ahead of the OPEC meeting in Vienna right now. West Texas Intermediate down three tenths of one percent to fifty one dollars and thirty cents. Gold up a dollar thirty, little change there, higher by 0.1% to 1256. The 10-year is up 730 seconds with a yield of 2.26%. Low shares trading lower, the home improvement retailer down 3.3%. It paled in comparison to Home Depot last quarter with its earnings missing analyst estimates, even as the growth of home prices spurred overall spending. Shares again trading lower, worst decline in six months. Seema Shaw is a retail analyst with Bloomberg Intelligence. For Lowe's in particular, I think people were very optimistic after Home Depot reported last week. They beat, they continued to execute very well, and Lowe's stumbled. They cited weather as an impact on their comp, um, it, and also that affected the Canadian business as well. But uh, bigger picture, it seemed that, you know, they had a traffic issue, and that because of weather, as they say, it affected their one of their largest categories for Q1 and Q2, which is lawn and garden and seasonal outdoor products. And again, low shares down 3.3%. This update brought to you by Brown University School of Professional Studies, engaging mid-career professionals with executive master's degrees in business, cybersecurity, healthcare, and technology. Brown. Edu slash executive. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. All right, Charlie, thank you very much. This is Bloomberg Markets on this Wednesday, and this is Bloomberg Radio. Come on, Dave Levin joins us right now as the CEO of McGraw-Hill Education uh, with a look at uh, some of the latest trends in technology uh, in the schoolroom. Uh, David, uh, this is such a fascinating topic. Uh, you know, all, all parents want kids to get a better edu- education and think that technology might do it, but so, that hasn't always been the case in the past. Uh, Corey, that's absolutely right. Um, technology by itself, just throwing technology at education doesn't sort things out. But the key thing is that software can actually make a difference, and that's kind of the, that's the difference. We need to stop talking about technology as a solution and think about how software can play in the classroom with teachers and make a different uh, a different outcome. Be specific, David. What do you mean? Well, 
the, the clever thing that software does is it's very good at um, responding to specific inputs. So the crucial thing that you've got when you're learning is each one of us knows, and each one of us who's got children knows that our children start in different places. So what a teacher doesn't know is where each child is in the classroom. With software, you can actually find that out and help the teacher focus on the children at need or or stretch somebody by ensuring that they're actually dealing with them where they are. It's really about personalizing that whole experience. So instead of broadcasting to the middle of the group and having the top end bored and the bottom end lost, you can sort of cast a path which is appropriate for each one. What does it require in terms of uh, uh, school to implement these kinds of things? And what kind of students are you targeting? Or what kind of schools are you targeting? Well, we're very much targeting across the board. The board. I mean, there's no there's no restriction here. You just need to be able to be connected. So we've got a program called Alex, which is an AI math program, which is implemented pretty widely. It's got about three million students using it across the United States right now. And to, to be to be accessible, you've just got to be on Wi-Fi and, and, and on a device. So there's no restriction in that regard. We find what's interesting, though, is that we find that the, the learning gains are just as apparent at the top and bottom of the distribution. So this can make a tremendous influence and, and impact on students who are underprepared or struggling. And at the same time, we see that it's, it's just excellent with, with students at the top end of the distribution who are well prepared in helping them uh, extract the maximum out of the learning moment. So how does... Maybe this process, David, reduce the gap that I feel like we have, an incredible gap in education and in our society, especially yeah. in the lower grade levels where I think um, it all starts. Yeah. Well, it, you're, you're absolutely right, and that, that, that gap is, is, a, is a terrible one and is something that should be of great concern to all of us. So what, what using technology does is, or using this kind of technology does, is allows us to focus resource. The most scarce resource in the classroom is teacher time. So why would we use it on doing activities like rostering? Why would we use it on doing things like grading? Surely you want to free them up to really focus on the student and help them by targeting them at the moment of, of understanding what that student needs at that moment. So at a and that's what the software can do. Well, so at a time where... You've seen the president and his administration bringing folks in the educational arena, you know, to Washington, a new uh, secretary of education, when they're looking at maybe what to do and maybe do more charter schools or and the like. What do you see as kind of a best and most productive use of federal education dollars so that more people, more students get a better education? Because there's a lot of money thrown there already, certainly at the public educational system, and yet only if you live in the right neighborhoods do you get sometimes a great education. Right. Well, I think the first thing to just understand is that in, in, in public education, 90% of the funding is provided at the state level, and then even within that, it's very much district-based. So mm-hmm. the, 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 the feds in this regard can, can, can top up and can direct, but they're not really driving the fundamental policy, which is being uh, in K-12, which is being defined really at the state level. So the, the crucial thing is we need to make sure at a very basic level that, that students are equipped to do... The, the building blocks of learning. So that is a to learn how to learn. B, they've got to they've got to have their core numeracy. And, and math is where college dreams go to die. And we're terrible at educating across the board in math. We don't we don't do it well enough. So I would say focus on those those you know, helping helping students 
learn how to learn, and that's setting up those innovative, engaging programs which do that. And the second thing is make certain that we really emphasize math and core math skills, along with that literacy. Those are the three pillars that I'd put, up, I'd put out there. Interesting stuff. Uh, David Levin, thank you very much. appreciate the CEO of McGraw-Hill Education. Um, and, um, Carol, and, uh, you know yeah. you see it with your daughter, too, like this, the technology that we're all at schools can be sizable. Yeah, exactly. Um, fascinating. Uh, once again, our thanks to David Levin, CEO at McGraw-Hill Education. You are listening to Bloomberg Markets right here on Bloomberg Radio. World of National News headline time with Bloomberg News anchor Adrian Mitchell on 99.1 Studios in our nation's capital. Thanks, Corey and Carol. The father and a brother of a Manchester bomber have been arrested in Libya. British police say they are investigating a network behind the attack. Congress is looking at the president's budget, and Education Secretary Betsy DeVos is one of the first cabinet members to defend the cuts in her department's spending before a House panel. Bloomberg's Irv Chapman reports. For more decision-making to states and more choice to parents, Republican Chairman Tom Cole focused on college financial aid, including for graduate study. It's helped a lot of students get graduate school that otherwise couldn't. They quite often yeah. are coming from families with very limited means. With tough choices to be made, we have proposed those be eliminated. Ranking Democrat Rosa DeLauro denounced cuts in aid to low-income school districts. Millions of kids around this country are going to suffer. It is wrong to do this to our kids. Some conservatives are all for school choice, but oppose spending more federal money on it. Irv Chapman, Bloomberg Radio, Washington. Democratic members of the House Financial Services Committee are asking Deutsche Bank to hand over its findings on its banking on behalf of Donald Trump years before he ran for president. They're also asking for information on trades that helped move some $10 billion out of Russia. And travelers can breathe a sigh of relief. Homeland Security says it is not now actively considering expanding its airplane cabin laptop ban to flights leaving the U.S. for other countries or U.S. destinations. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 20 600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Adrian Mitchell.